And we're live. It's the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 10, the double digits. Uh, we got a sponsor this week. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and, and roll right on into that. Uh, I'm joined by uh, by Kyle, as always. Um, anyway, so today's episode is brought to you by Feedback Shack. The Feedback Shack is a social media platform that allows users to share their projects and earn feedback on them. You start by uploading your projects and selecting a specific criteria you want feedback on. Next, create a presentation for your project. This will allow users to provide you with valuable feedback. You earn points by viewing other projects and providing feedback. If the recipient marks your feedback as useful, you earn points. As your points increase, so do the amount of points given by your projects. Users are more likely to give feedback on projects that yield more points. To sum it up, you download the app, you upload your project, and you receive feedback on it. If you leave useful feedback for others, you're more likely to get useful feedback on your own projects. It's a win-win. So download the Feedback Shack app today and get started on your own projects. I can't tell you... So I did a, a, a pre-recording of the, the ad read there because I yeah. kept stumbling over the words Feedback Shack app. <laughs> um, yeah, I recommend... Go ahead and... Uh, people go ahead and download that. Uh, it's, it's available on the uh, iTunes App Store. I don't know if it's on the Google Play Store or anything like that yet. Um, there's some projects on there. Basically, so I'll explain my process of it. You log in, you create a little profile, and then you can create a project. Ours is Dead Jester Productions. Um, basically, you, you go ahead and people have their projects on there. Uh, and you can click on it, and then you can hit Review Project. When you review it, they basically have like a little presentation on it says like hey this is this is what my goals are for this project this is what i have now and then they'll uh they'll have like a little thing you hit done and they just want you to provide like different versions of feedback so in our case the feedback is like audio quality uh content things like that so you just provide people with information relevant to whatever it is their project is that they've pre-selected and it helps them improve their project. And then when you do that for other people, it gives your projects more points, so people are more likely to jump on that because they want to make more points as well. So it's kind of a, a circle, you know? You help them, they help you, and you're just kind of helping each other out uh, that way. So thank you for them. They, uh, they sponsored the podcast this week. We'll mention them again at the end of the show. How are you doing today? How are you doing today? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's kind of a boring day today. Nothing really happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm on day four of the lockdown. <laughs> I have not left the house. Well, I have left the house, to be fair, but day four, not going into work. So that's good. Got tomorrow off yet, too. So, yeah, it's been fun. Must be nice. It's. I feel trapped sometimes. Last night we did a... So I'll jump into this. So last night we played a game called Ready Throw Burrito. <laughs> um. And it's like a card game where you have to get matching sets of three in your hand and you put them down and get points based on that. But then if you get, th- there's a couple different ones. It's like Brawl, Duel, and War. And if you get one of those, you put it down and there's these little foam burritos you pick up and you go and take cover and it's like dodgeball. It's fucking intense. Interesting. Um, so I set up a bunch of cameras around the apartment. We were playing that last night and I filmed it. So that was, uh, that was exciting. I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to upload it or not, um, but I'm definitely going to edit it and put it together and see how it turns out. 
Um, it's fucking intense. You start sweating. Uh, I put on my, my military helmet. I was running around in that for a little bit. Uh, I was doing some dive rolls and little action rolls into the living room. And, and First you were. Around. Yeah, I do. I take it seriously, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was getting intense. It was getting pretty intense. I would love to see it with uh, with more people. It was just the two of us, uh, obviously, with the, the whole lockdown going on. But, uh, yeah, that's what, we've, uh, that's what we've had going on. I've just been playing some games and uh, some writing some stuff. Other than that, it's been quiet. There's these... Uh, Right across the block from us, a like caddy corner from us in a house down, there's these kids that have just been sitting, because schools are closed. They've been sitting out on the porch nonstop, and they're doing that thing where they're they're moving their arms down to signal for trucks to uh, honk their horns, and they were doing that for like yeah. four hours this morning, and it was so <laughs> annoying. It was at like 8 a.m. They got to enjoy their time somehow. Yeah, it was like 8 a.m. until like almost after lunch. I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, please let them stop soon. <laughs> Why though? It's annoying. I used to do that shit all the time. I'd sit down at the end of our driveway and do that at the house. Yeah, but I mean, like, like Lindsay's on her laptop. She's doing stuff for work. She needs to be able to hear it. People need to be able to hear hear her. You know, if I was working, I'd be doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But that's that's what we were doing last night. We might do more of that sort of stuff at some point as well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the other day. So I was on a, uh, a, I was a guest on a podcast. Uh, is uh, Eat the Internet is the guy. He uh, so basically he invites people on. There's no like set topics. He did ask me some like questions, like setups. Um, but there's no real rhyme or reason to a lot of it. It's just kind of a list of questions and just ask him. Um, it was a lot of fun though. But yeah, he, he just has people on whether or not they want to even be nice to him. They could just be a complete troll or a douchebag and he'll just upload it. And uh, <laughs> why? It's, it's just interesting. I find it, I found it fascinating, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I was on it for like three hours. Uh, it was a little over three hours. We actually ran into some technical difficulties. Luckily I was recording on my end as well. Um, but he was using, uh, anchor.fm to record cause I could, uh, we've never used that, but I think uh, the animator gamers guys use that, um, but yeah, it at like two hours it cuts it off, so I had to like join back into it and everything, and I'm not sure like what all that'll entail on his end of things, but yeah, it was fun. Um, we talked about just a lot of like basically like my history, um, like what I do for work, things like that, um, and then uh, yeah, we were talking about like uh, just anything and everything. The idea for his podcast was interesting to me because I actually had a similar thought a while back where I was going to go around and sit down and interview homeless people and just put it on video and upload that to YouTube. And he's like, oh, that's that's awesome. I had like a really similar idea. And I was like, yeah, there's just, there's not really any homeless people around here. So it wouldn't have worked very well. I would have gotten like two weeks in and that would have been it. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to go like to populated cities and you probably don't want to go there at this point. Yeah, and then those homeless people are scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's the real reason, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that was fun. It's three hours long. We'll see uh, how it turns out. I was waiting for him to upload it. He said he was going to upload it soon, but then he thought maybe he'd wait for uh, to have like a number of episodes under his belt, which was kind of our thought process on on our show as well. But we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Um, I want to get more guests on our show. I want to get him on here first of all. Um, cause I think that'd be interesting to hear his thoughts. Cause like basically he was just interviewing me. 
so he didn't do a lot of the talking. Uh, I'd like to get more of a conversation with him going. I think that'd be fun. Just get other uh, people on as guests as well. I joined a, you just a group. Don't have it. too many friends. I joined a a group for like podcasting though, so I think we'll uh, I think we'll be able to get more people on pretty soon in the near future. I think it could be fun. Hopefully. If you could pick one person to be a guest on the show, within reason, right? <clears throat> Someone that we can actually get on, who would it be? Uh, probably, I I would say a streamer, like oh, okay. a high-tier streamer, but not like... I mean, it'd be cool if I can get Shroud, because I like Shroud. Mm. Okay. I like looking into accusations of cheating, and I like his... <laughs> I liked how he grew up. Okay. I watched a video on it and stuff like that, and... Yeah, if I could really, get Shroud, I could, but... Yeah, I've never really gotten that much in his, his streams. I, I've seen a couple of them, and obviously I've seen the videos where they're like, oh, look at him, he's cheating, he's aimbotting, or whatever. All those different things. But I've never really cared enough to dive into his story or anything like that. Yeah, I watched it, because I wanted to watch his progression and how he played, hmm. like, uh, pro. He was a CSGO pro player, wasn't he? Yes, but he wasn't the position he wanted to be in. Hmm. Or anybody like the team wanted him as like a support role, okay. support and clutch. Hmm. But he was actually a fragger. Okay. But no one else could play the role he did hmm. as well as he did for being a fragger. Makes sense. It, it's just a weird story. Hmm. I should do that uh, series like that with my story. It'd be a lot less interesting. <laughs> and, uh... Really done quick. nothing special with our lives. We haven't really gone anywhere. <laughs> the most I've done. In 2014, he went on a 95-game win streak. Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare 3 Sabotage. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I think the most that I did that was like even remotely like that, I went to a, a game where the, there was at least 24 scouts there. Mm-hmm. And I threw a no hitter. It was one walk away from being a perfect game. Nice, nice. I had six scouts walk up to me and ask me where I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I That's I don't cool. know. <laughs> Turns out all of them were like West Coast. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. That's <laughs> that's too far. I me personally, I can't do that. Yeah. I get homesick. Yeah, no, I haven't had that. Happen. The closest I got was. When I was uh, younger, I forget how old I would have been, middle school or something. Um, I, I, whatever the cutoff age is for uh, little league baseball, I made the uh, like regional team, and then I, I quit because it was too much work. <laughs> it's too much work, he says. <laughs> it's like I imagine a lot of other kids would have just been like, "Oh my god, this is incredible, we made it." And I'm just like, "Ah, oh, god, you mean I have to play every day?" Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> imagine, I played a lot of baseball. Imagine doing that, like, and missing out on the team that won, like, the Little League World Series. Imagine thinking, like, being in that scenario, like, yeah, I could have been there, but I didn't want to put in any effort. <laughs> that was pretty much me. I uh, I could have went somewhere in the position I was in, because hmm. I every year I got invited to the Under Armour thing. Every okay. year. I played so much travel ball. Like, my mom, like, my parents probably spent well over a couple hundred grand on just baseball. 
hmm. throughout throughout my life. Yeah, my parents wouldn't spend anything on me for sports, which is why I didn't go anywhere with it. <laughs> I was soccer's expensive. So there's like local club teams around here where I live. There's at least one I know of. Um, I'm sure there's more. But it's like fifteen hundred dollars for like the year or so is that for like just to get started. And then, then that doesn't include like travel and stuff like that. It's just insane. It's like uh it's, Well, it's harder to find stuff for soccer than it is baseball. It's not so popular around here. I get, but like, I mean like it's in the wrong part of the United States. It's weird considering you don't need that much to play it. Like physically you don't need a lot. You just need a ball and basically sticks to point out where the goal is, right? I mean, even baseball is not that much. You need a, a bat and a ball and like you need a glove. Right. Yeah. Essentially, Depends. obviously, it's more. There's more to it than that, but like on its basic level, that's really what you need. Yeah. And uh, then you get to like hockey, and it's like, yeah, all you really need is a frozen playing surface, skates, a stick, and a puck. It's like, okay, well, I need the frozen surface. That rules out a large portion of the <laughs> the world. Yeah, really. <laughs> Ice yeah. hockey not big in Africa, believe it or not. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even. I watch a guy on YouTube. Uh, actually, mm. I used to watch two of them. One of them's Nasher. He's he like does the announcing for like the NHL, okay, World Championship, and the other one is it's like beer league hockey. Nice. I think that's in Florida though. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I used to. So. I almost joined a club for soccer because my uncle was in a. Like a minor league soccer team for a while, a number of years. Uh, then he got too injured and it's like, I, I need to stop. <laughs> he kept getting, he kept like breaking his legs and things <coughs> like that. Jesus. Like, That's a uh, extreme. Not, not always like breaking them, but like, I know he'd get like, uh, he'd go in for like a slide and someone would step on his ankle and like fracture a bone or something. And just always Oof. pulling ligaments, like things like that. Just always like weird little injuries. And he's like, I'm Sounds sick of getting painful. hurt. <laughs> Never actually broken anything, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I've only injured my leg, and then I shattered my wrist the one time uh, snowboarding. sprained my ankles all the time. It's always snowboarding. Going off stupid jumps, trying to do things I'm not capable of doing, and then landing awkwardly. Yeah, that used to be me as a kid. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah, that's pretty much most of my injuries. Other than that, it's just been stabbing via, like, sharp rocks. Or, oh, I was I got, gonna say what? Wait, what? <laughs> I got. Uh, I had a one time I was younger. I got knocked down onto a rock, and the rock literally stuck into my leg, like my shin. Ooh! And when I lifted my leg up, I could feel it coming out of my leg. It was a really weird sort of feeling. Like you know, it's it's like a larger scale version of pulling out a uh, what do you call it? a splinter, right? Yeah. Uh, you can kind of feel it when it comes out, but it's small enough to the point where it's like almost like a pricking feeling. With this, yeah. you can literally—I could literally feel the stone sliding on the inside of like my muscle and my leg. Oh God! Fucking gross. <laughs> Just sounds terrible. Yeah, it was—it uh, wasn't fun. I was bleeding all over the place. Fucking would uh, think so, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Then uh, the other one was—I actually got cut with a knife on my pinky finger. Someone was messing around with a knife and was like pretending to slash at me, and then they cut my hand because they got too close. So that was bleeding all over the place too. That was with a a sog knife, so that cut really well. So I didn't feel it, and uh, 
I forget what I was doing. I was playing with my phone or something in my pocket. I was doing something with my pocket. And I pulled my hand out, and my hand was covered in blood, and there was blood all over my pocket. It was all over my phone. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, that was that was gross as well. Um, it's really it for most of my bloody injuries. Um, I don't think I've really had bloody other than I did get punches in the nose as a kid. Hmm. And it, it bled for a while. My mom's like, it's broken, it's broken. I'm like, it doesn't feel broken. <laughs> I don't think I have the pictures yet. I, was, I could have uploaded them to the Twitter. There was one time I was out on my on my bike, and um, a lot of people don't do it, but you can go, you can ride your mountain bike in, uh, like, snow if you kind of ride on top of it, if it's packed down enough. Yeah, I was if doing it's hard that, enough. And uh, I got, I, I did something, like, I slid, and my hand got caught in the pedal, and yeah. it, like, pulled off, like, a little chunk of my thumb, like, it split it open and uh I was, ble- I was bleeding all over my bike and i have a white bike so it's just really noticeable i get back to the house and my bike's just laying there right out front because i don't want to bring it in and make a mess and uh my parents like what the hell happened to you <laughs> i was like i was like looking at it just messing around with it every i don't know why i'm always so intrigued by my own injuries as opposed to like <laughs> upset by them yeah. Like, I'm just sitting there, like, playing with it. They're like, you need to clean that up. Stop messing around with it. It's disgusting. I'm there, like, peeling it back and forth, trying to see if I can see the bone making it worse. You are, you are fucked up. <laughs> I did the same thing when I broke my wrist. I was sitting, so I broke it snowboarding. I went off a jump, and I tried to do a backflip, and I didn't quite get, like, I got all the way around, but when I, I kept going, I couldn't slow myself down enough on the rotation, so I landed, and I put my hands down behind me, like, to stop myself. And I landed on my, my left wrist and it broke. And everyone thought I was okay. And so did I. And so they snow they kind of snowboarded down the hill and went away. And I was like, I went to get up and I fell down. I couldn't get up. And I was like, huh? And I look at my wrist and it's just flopping around. I was like, ah. <laughs> Fuck. So I, so I managed to get up and I, I snowboarded all the way down the rest of the hill. I take my snowboard off and I'm carrying it in. I just have the one good hand. I lock my board up. I go inside. And for whatever reason, I didn't immediately tell the, uh, this was, I went with like my school. I didn't immediately yeah. tell like our, the teacher that was like the chaperone, I guess you'd call him in charge. I'm sitting at the table and I have my right hand on my left arm and I'm flopping my wrist back and forth like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching it flop back and forth. And I'm like, oh God, I gotta go get this looked at, I guess. Cause like you can see the bone pushing up against the inside of the skin. And uh, so I walk over to the teacher. I'm like, hey, I broke my wrist. And I did. The, I flopped it around to show him. He's like, oh, all right, let's get you to the medical building. <laughs> well, we go over, and this is my favorite part. We go over there, and it's clearly broken, right? Like, I can see it poking into the skin almost. And uh, we go there like, well, we don't know if it's broken for sure, so we'll just wrap it up for you. I'm like, it's definitely broken. Like, if you say <laughs> so, but we're not certain. And so what they did was they, they took a Ziploc bag, took it out in the snow, and they filled it with snow, right? They put a Ziploc bag of snow. They took a piece of cardboard and folded it into three, so it's like a U-shape, put that under yeah. my arm, and then duct-taped that with the bag of snow on, on my arm, right? So it's just a cardboard piece of cardboard with snow inside of it, keep my arm cool. And then they took, like, a piece of uh, string and wrapped it around the cardboard and then around my neck, and that was the sl- like makeshift sling they made me. I was just like, Jesus. this is your medical pavilion. It's like a little <laughs> medical cabin. It's like, this is yeah. what you do. You just bags of snow. It's going to melt in 30 seconds. And, uh, yeah, I just remember I sat. That was like 15 minutes. That was literally our first trip down the hill. Like 15 minutes into us getting there. I just sat around for like three and a half, four hours or something. Uh, just sitting inside in the uh, in the lodge. 
all by myself the rest of the night. <laughs> or Josh. And, uh, and uh, so we, we finally leave. We go we go home, and I, I call my mom. I'm like, hey, we got to go to the doctor. I got to get an actual like, cast for this. I need, to, I need to actually get it set professionally. And she's like, all right. So I, I get off the bus when we get back, and I'm just soaked because the snow had melted, and I, I, just the way I was sitting, the bag kind of got like opened up a little bit. So I'm just covered yeah. in water because it's just melted snow at this point. And uh, we get off. She's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't wet myself or anything. It's just fucking snow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I get there. We go we go to the, uh, the the doctors. My mom's all upset. And the doctor, like, sets it and everything. He gets me, like, a, not even a cast, like one of those wrist guards, you know, people wear so they, they don't injure themselves, like lifting things or yeah. strain the wrist. He gives me one of those. I'm like, all right, that's not really helpful, but all right. So I go home. And I'm just laying there. Can't sleep all night. It's just... It's like aggravating. It's not, it doesn't hurt, but it's just like annoying. It's like a throbbing sort of pain, I guess. And then finally we get up, we can go to the the doctor and he gives me a, an actual cast. I'm like, thank God. And then literally the next day I go into school. First thing, fucking truck going by. It's going <laughs> to cut the audio. Uh, first thing that happens is the kid goes, oh, can I sign up? I'm like, yeah. He takes my wrist, twists it 180 degrees. I'm just like, ah, he signs the, the bottom of my wrist. I was like, Jesus Christ. Immediately re-injured it. What a fucking idiot. I was like, God damn it. But uh, I healed quickly. It was only like a month or something. Everything was healed up. It was kind of shocking. That was my, my wrist-breaking story. It was it was a fun time. I don't have any stories like that. Yeah. It was That was well, way better than, than the rock to through the shin. That was just disgusting. And then, like, with that, you can see the, the like, meat, like, the skin and the, the flesh pushed in. Like, it's all pushed in. It's disgusting. It's just, ah, <laughs> just gross. Just really gross. Um, ugh, nasty stuff. I don't want to get stabbed for real. I imagine I'll be grossed out by it more than in pain. <laughs> Goes go through, like, a dark alley. The guy comes up, give me your money. Yeah, 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 and stabs him. Like, oh, God. Oh, don't look at it. Ew. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! As I'm you're sitting be there sick. poking the holes. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, look at it! Ew, I'm pulling out like my intestine. Like, ew, look how far it comes out. Ew. Oh, it's like rope. It's like a you know, like clowns do that trick with like the uh, they pull like the sh- the uh, like ties out of their mouth or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, and it just keeps. Yeah, handkerchief. Thank you. Yeah, and it just keeps coming. That's me with my intestine just pulling it out. <laughs> just like, oh God, uh. it just keeps coming. And the guy stand there stop. like. Yeah, the guy's just throwing up. He doesn't want my money anymore. He just wants me to stop. He's like, you need to go to a hospital, man. <laughs> oh, God. Man. We're 23 minutes in. I'm I'm just now wrapping up, talking about being injured, yeah. pulling out flesh from my life. injuries. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so we, uh, we've been playing Warzone a little bit more in uh, Modern Warfare. I don't know if you've been playing it anymore, really. Hate it. Fucking hate, hate it. it. I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> I'll still play it, though, but I fucking hate it. <laughs> You're like, I'm over it. I'm done. I'll still play it, though. <laughs> I have to. It... Hmm. Call of Duty, no matter how much I hate the Call of Duty, I still fucking play it. Because it's just, it's Call of Duty, dude. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we won a couple of games, and I, I won when I was playing the other day, but... I don't know. I, there, I'm as with the rest of the game, like multiplayer in that game as well. I I can't put my finger on everything, but it's just like there's so much about it I don't like, and I just don't enjoy playing it for some reason. Um, that being said, I'm I'm actually not terrible at Warzone, but it just 
there's some, it feels like something's missing. Like I just don't I, enjoy it like I should. I don't know why. I have the wrong play style for it. I guess. I guess. I yeah. rush and rush and rush mm. and I've, rush. I actually I'm way more aggressive in it than I am in other battle royale games, which is weird. That's because you're um, used to playing Call of Duty. I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, we played the plunder game mode, which is where you just go around and collect cash. You don't have any. You there's like an unlimited number of lives, and uh, we won that. But even there, I was just like, I, I don't, it's too long almost, it seemed. Like, it's like a 25-minute mode or something, 30 minutes, I forget. Yeah. Um, It's just kind of off. There's something off about it. We played that. I got, I don't know, like five or six kills. We just couldn't find people a lot of the times because everyone's hoarding their cash. Like, they're not wanting to get into conflict because they're worried they'll die and lose all their money. Yeah, pretty my, much. My main complaint about it is... I would kill somebody, respawn, and then they would respawn, and they would pull their parachute immediately, watch for other people who are dropping in, and then follow them down and land right behind them and kill them. And that annoyed the hell out of me. I was like, what a bad mechanic, is you can basically poach people who have just died and then clear them out for their remaining cash. I thought that was a really bad feature. Um, yeah, and then regular the regular Warzone mode. It just, I don't know. I feel like it's there's just not enough variation between the environments. I guess I don't know. I just no. It's too much camping, is what it is. There is. There's a lot of. There's no. There's bullet drop. There's barely any leading of the guy to shoot them. Hmm. Like, if it had that aspect, people wouldn't be using snipers as much, because that game is so easy to snipe in Hmm. that I overcompensate because I played PUBG. I played Apex. I played Battlefield. There is bullet drop in yeah. that game. So yeah, I it, hate it. It's just, especially if the if the zone closes down around like the main city portion of the map, forget it. Everyone's gonna be camping. There's so many spots to hide, especially with the giant tower in the middle of the city where there's how many floors? It's like thirty floors or something. People are just hiding everywhere. It's just they just camp it up, and there's too many places to hide. Um, that being said, we literally won our first game ever that we played, which was interesting. Um, yeah, that's because we sat up on top of the hill. We did. Yeah, we got a lucky spot. We didn't um, have a whole lot of kills. No, no. I think we had five apiece. Maybe something like There's, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, five probably something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't. It, it feels I I want like a more uh, aggressive type of battle royale, I guess, because it's just there's. A completely switched from Warzone. I just remembered this. PUBG <laughs> has a new game mode. Oh, do they? It's Team Deathmatch. It actually is really good. Hmm. They take portions of the maps and make them smaller. Nice. And they have set guns. There's an AK, an M4, two snipers, two DMRs, and a shotgun. Hmm. It's actually pretty good. And that's coming rem- from me. <laughs> it reminds me of a Battlefield 3. Which is my favorite Battlefield game ever, I think, when I think back on it. Even though I played so much Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, I think, is my favorite. Because of one specific game mode, which was Squad Deathmatch. No, Squad Deathmatch on Bazaar, the map Bazaar. It's a small type map, and right in the middle there's this alleyway that you can run to, and you can kind of crisscross back and forth to the different Bazaar sections. And uh, all the squads converge on this alleyway, and it's just nonstop fighting, and you have 
what was it a thousand tickets or 500 tickets or something so it's first team to 500 kills essentially i think there's like four or eight squads something like that and so it's just non-stop chaos and it is so much fun the game would last like three hours and it's just so fucking intense and that was my favorite uh you don't have to be exceptionally good at the game to enjoy it because you feel like you're constantly in the fight because you are you're just constantly fighting and you're never out of the fight because you can keep spawning back on your teammates uh, and they're right in the fight because the map is shrunk down because it's a death match and it's oh it's just complete chaos and just non-stop fighting and you just it's just insane it was also a great way to level up <laughs> because you get like i don't know like 115 kills in a game which is rare for a battlefield game yeah it's just oh it was, it was great that was my favorite game mode ever um yeah but with modern warfare it's just like it it's a hectic game that gets brought like it's a game that needs to be hectic but it's brought down to a grading halt uh in uh in warzone because people are too campy for it yeah um if it was a different style of play i'd probably enjoy it more like like in PUBG, I enjoy being, uh, I enjoy the slower pace because it's a different type of game. It's just a completely different style of play. But Call of Duty is a fast-paced game. Their battle royale needs to be fast-paced as well. Uh, uh, one of the questions we brought up earlier in the week: uh, What is your favorite video game character of all time, and why? Uh, I can already explain this. If oh. I'm not mistaken, it it was. So I'm stuck between two. Stuck between McMillan and McTavish. Yeah. Pretty sure his name's McMillan. I think you're right. And you want to explain to people who these characters are? McMillan is from the original Call of Duty. He is... Four. Yes. Uh, he is the sniper that you played all gillied up with who trained Soap. I wouldn't say really trained Soap, but you know, really taught him a lot of shit how to be Does he train Soap or does he train Price? I thought it was Price. Pretty sure it's soap. I think. Uh, Price. I don't remember. I thought it was it's been Price. so long. Either way, he's in the all gillied up mission. Yeah, he's he, the guy leading you through it. I just like how he talks and shit. And mm -hmm. Pretty good character. And then, you know, soap, soap. Who doesn't love soap? And if you hate soap, you're not human. Like, <laughs> he is the all father, other than Price. He is Price's kid, pretty much. Like, mm. it's. It just goes together. Pretty much anybody from the original Call of Duty 4. Hmm. Modern Warfare. I should see the original Modern Warfare. Yeah. But I also have favorite characters from both, you know, Call of Duties. But mm -hmm. I would have to narrow it down to one of those two. Because obviously, you know, who doesn't like Sullivan from World of War? Who doesn't like fucking Tank Dempsey? Who doesn't yeah. fucking... Sullivan's the one that dies in the beach mission. He's he's played by Kiefer Sutherland, or no, no, that's Sergeant Roebuck, right? That's the guy leading you. Yes, Tank. I can't believe I remembered him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's him, and then because right at the end of that game, <coughs> when you're storming the castle, the Japanese castle, you have to choose who to save, him or the other guy. I can't remember oh, his name. Is it? It's not. No, I'm thinking a different Call of Duty. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? You go down the yeah. steps into that giant courtyard, and you save one of them; the other one dies. Um, that was that was a fun campaign. Just sucked on. It was a veteran. good campaign. 
Yeah, it was. That, yeah, that was probably one of the best campaigns. Now, if we talk about because the one I played the most would be Big Red One. I played mm. the shit out of that one. Yeah. Favorite one was Vic. Yours, Vic Kelly <laughs> Brooklyn Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Forget what your name was. I don't remember. But I remember there was a specific thing that happened. You're in the final two missions, right? Mm-hmm. Hawkins has been shot like four fucking times. The man's still <laughs> alive, but he's just, he's in, you know, he's in medical tent doing his mm-hmm. shit. And uh, it's, Vic died because he, op- you know, he opened a door and uh, got lit the fuck up. That was sad. Like, they actually intentionally <laughs> made that sad. You right. knew something was coming because they, the screen shrunk into like a wide screen, mm-hmm. like a cut scene. Yeah, it's like, uh-oh, yeah. here They're we like, go. Oh, here it comes. And uh, he died. Then it was you in Brooklyn. Brooklyn got hit by a mortar, I'm assuming. So he died. I don't remember. He actually, he was a fun character. I really loved Brooklyn. <laughs> He's just all around funny because he always would use the excuse, uh, I'm from the Bronx and shit like that. Yeah. So he was there. And then at the end, you get to the tank because you have to leave German lines in a tank. Uh, Kelly spoke. They used a different voice actor <laughs> for some reason. So his voice went from like, like really high pitch because he was like the nerd of the group. He was mm-hmm. like that private that everyone picked on. Yeah. And he just went from that to like the deepest voice known to man. <laughs> I'm like, hold the fuck. What? <laughs> How does this fucking make sense? <laughs> It was just an all-around fun game. Yeah, there's a... In Call of Duty 3, I think it was, there's a character called, like, Huxley or something. Huxley. I think I know that name. Yeah, he's... There's a... Right at the end of the their story, I think it is... Uh, I remember it, that campaign all that much. Yeah, it's Huxley. is the guy's name. He He's... It's just, for some reason, I always thought it was, it was funny. He's like, oh, my God! Where's the ammo? And he's just running around freaking out because he can't find ammo. That was like one of my first main Call of Duty games. I played two and then I got into three. Um, but I went back and retroactively played all of them again. I didn't quite finish the first Call of Duty. Hmm. But I also don't remember. The only mission I remember is defending the train yard. Mm-hmm. I had so many issues with that. But I was so young, though. Yeah. Yeah, when I... Because I got started on 2 and 3, then I got PlayStation, then when I went back on PS3, it was the right at the end of World at War, I think, is when I got back on Xbox. Or no, it was like Black Ops 1, I guess, is when I got back into that one. And uh, then after a while, I went back, and I was like, you know what? I have all the games. I need to go back and, and get all the achievements for all of them on Xbox, and so I did. I got most of the achievements in all of them. Well, most of them I got perfected but some of them i was just like eh i played them who cares um as for my favorite character across video games i didn't i couldn't think of an answer the other day and i still can't it is because there's so many different types of characters to choose from like call of duty wise it's probably like soap or something it was always fun um i don't know makarov is a cool character He's a cool villain. Yeah, yeah. I love his voice. His voice actor, spot on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What is the uh? What's the general's name in Modern Warfare Two? Zakat. No, like the U.S. general. Shepard. 
Shepard. Thank you, Shepard. Yeah, he's he's such a realistic character because I can absolutely see an American oh, yeah. doing the exact same. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, I, so, it's like it's so sad because it has here. to be the two most wonderful characters from that campaign yeah. and beloved characters, and it has to be them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Ghost, right. Ghost is a really cool character. Um, yeah, I loved Ghost. Riley, I think his name is. You learn Simon Simon Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a cool character. I like characters that are like that. That are like you don't really know as much about him. You just kind of figure it out as you go along. Um, yeah. Isaac Clark from Dead Space is a cool character. I like those games a lot. Don't know anything about Dead Space. It's it's interesting because you're not like a super soldier fighting off like all these weird alien things. You're just an engineer, and you're just scraping by with what you have. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize it the first time I played it, because I got that game, the first one, right when it came out, and I didn't realize it. There's an achievement for completing the game with, like, your starting weapon, which is called a plasma cutter, right? And mm-hmm. essentially, it's supposed to be used to, like, cut through, like, pipes and and stuff like that. Like, you would, like, uh, you know, just repairing things. And uh, you you can beat the game using just that, and you get an achievement. I didn't realize it. I just enjoyed using it. And so I got the achievement the first time through. And uh, I was like, nice, nice. And I went back and uh, I tried using all the other weapons. And every time I've played that game, I end up going back to just using the uh, the plasma cutter. Because it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Those games are a lot of fun in general. Um, they're like horror survival games. Um, but yeah, they got, they, they kind of get worse as they go along. One is probably my favorite. Two is really good. And then the third one is way more action oriented, and it kind of takes away from the game. It had co-op though, which is cool, but uh, yeah, just not as good as the uh, the other ones. And it introduced uh, microtransactions too, which is kind of stupid. Um, I figure out this guy's fucking name. He is from <laughs> Gun R. Oh, Colton. Colton White. Colton White. From, from gun, from gun, from gun. Colton it gun. is a PS2 game. Oh, okay. It, uh, he was a good character because the very first fucking mission of that game was you literally have to kill this fucking massive bear. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I mean, this fucker was big, and it took a right. lot of shots. <laughs> it the can't I can't quite remember the full campaign. But I can, you know, kind of pick out points of it. Like, mm-hmm. you find out that the man that who's been raising him isn't his actual father. And mm-hmm. Ned. Ned White was his name. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of them. There's Jenny, which was a prostitute that you had to save. And apparently he turned her life around. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game, uh, Black? Yes, Black was a good game. Yeah. It was a, it was actually a good game. I don't know if that was like a really popular game or not. I've, it's one of those things where I don't really. Uh, no, because it was hard. Know how well it was received? Yeah. It annoys me when people are like, "Oh man, a game's hard. This sucks." It's like I don't want to play every game on easy mode. You know. Um, it's things. Like, I actually re-downloaded that and played it again because I wanted to. Nice. Go on like it. What time? What year did it come? Two thousand six. It came out, and I was mm-hmm. playing it in two thousand fucking twenty. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Obviously, there's 
a lot of games where you just want to kind of play through it for the story or whatever and just yeah. enjoy yourself. But then, like, I, I like a challenge a lot of times, which is why I keep insisting we do the Halo Lasso run. But that is <laughs> there way isn't, too hard. There is an extent to which the difficulty is surmounted by the difficulty. The fun runs out when it gets to a certain difficulty. Um, Jack Keller was his name. Nice. But, uh, like, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Nope, can't play series. it. You can't play it? Why is that? I don't like it. I don't like Dark Souls. Played it like uh, for a half hour the one day, and I'm like, nope, done. Get, I'm not the, doing this. The gameplay, you mean? Like, it's you just, didn't enjoy it. No, I, it's not my type of game. Okay, no, see, that's that's a fair that's a fair response to it. I really enjoyed those games. I played the shit out of them. I hate it when people are like, "Oh my god, these games are so hard." It's like, no, no, you just need to learn the gameplay mechanics and play the game. I, I, you shouldn't. I don't want to say you need to play the game correctly because that implies like there's a meta to the game, which there kind of is, but you just, you need to be smarter about it, right? Like in Call of Duty, like on, on like the veteran difficulties, you don't rush out and throw a bunch of grenades into the open. Like you're going to get gunned down. Yeah. And no one's going, oh my God, Call of Duty games are too hard. No, it's just, you need to play it in a smart way, which is how like the Dark Souls series is. You just play it in a smart way. You learn the gameplay mechanics. You can't just rush at everybody and just try and hack and slash your way through because it's not going to work. You know, you need to dodge around the enemies and, and you know, it's, it's a, there's, you know, a, a style to play. You have to, you know, counter the enemies. You have to dodge around them, hit them when they're not in the process of attacking you, and eventually you'll get it. I like Division. But, yeah, in, in a way, yeah. Yeah, it is. You, you take cover when they're opening fire on you. Then when they stop, you retaliate and you you kind of you know rotate around them, you flank them, and it's the same sort of thing. Obviously, a different style of combat, but the same idea, yeah. Um, but again, you don't see people saying how division is is too hard of a game. It's just you know it is what it is. It takes teamwork. And, it actually takes like the right yeah. Uh, yeah. build, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, and in Dark Souls, it's the same thing. It's just it's a game where you're supposed to die. You're not and you're supposed to you're supposed to die. You're not supposed to make it through unscathed. But when you die, you learn from your experience. You go back, and it's just a very calculated game. You know, like if there's three enemies, you figure out how to kill the first one. If you die to the second one, all right, you know how to kill the first one. You do that again. You recover the experience you lost, and then you slowly keep learning how to defeat the second one, and you just continue like that throughout the game. You just learn the entire game how to beat it, essentially. And people just seem like they're unwilling to put in effort. They'd rather have like some mindless shooter than a complicated, a slightly more complicated game, I guess. I really enjoy those games. I know a lot of people do. Um, I know some people, like, you, like you're an example. Of, you just don't care for the gameplay or the style of the game, which again is fine. But at least you're not sitting here complaining like, I didn't like it. It was too hard. It's just the, the game's too hard. I don't want to die. Because that, that always annoys me when people are like, oh man, it's... It's one of the hardest games ever. It's really not. I put a video up on my YouTube channel where I beat it without dying. I mean, it's it can't be that difficult if someone like me can do it. Um, I don't know. I get, that really gets me when people. If you can't tell, it really gets me when people complain about that game being too hard. Yeah, I could I could tell just a wee bit. <laughs> it just, it just bugs me. I'm like, there's no way. I suck at video games, and I can do it. There's no way it's too hard. It also helps if you uh, if you 
you can grind it out a bit too, which definitely helps. Yeah. Um, you can kind of overlevel your character to the point where you're just breezing through a lot of stuff. Um, but if you just look at like maps online, you can figure out where good items and stuff are. So you're constantly like uh, up to the level you need to be to advance through. And you don't even have to level your character up. I, I know I've seen people who literally never, they like you get experience. Since you haven't played it, you wouldn't know. Basically, when you kill enemies, you get experience and it's just put into your, your uh, like a bank, right? And when you die, you lose it. Or you can take the experience and go to a specific character and use the experience to level your character up. But I've seen people who don't do that. They don't level up the entire game. So they have a bunch of experience. They're just not using it. Yeah. And so they'll take their base level one character and beat the entire game. And it's just, I don't know how they do it. It's incredible. But they they just know how to like avoid the enemy's attacks. And they just sit there and just keep avoiding until they slowly beat to death all the bosses of the game. <laughs> that's just, that, that sounds terrible. That that is incredibly difficult. Um, yeah, they some people are just incredibly good at it. It's it, it, it picture like a giant towering monster, and it's just like a small little guy at his ankle, just kicking him in the ankle repeatedly for like an hour and a half because he doesn't do enough damage to to really make a difference. But over time, eventually you you grind him down enough to where you can beat him. I was like two in those games. At the very beginning, there's like sort of like a tutorial area at the beginning of each uh, of each one of the games. And there's a boss at the end, which inevitably kills you, right? But yeah. you can kill it if you know what you're doing. And uh, I would I would always make it a point to, to kill those bosses at the beginning of the game because you get some cool stuff for it. But uh, I, I like when there's, like, secrets like that in a game where you can kind of, you get, like, a leg up right at the beginning because you did something that not everyone else did, which I think is cool. Um, we're going to do a more NHL. Is, is that what we're looking for in the future? We're gonna stream um, it anymore. I still need to get the uh, videos put together. I it, I wish yeah, I had we, time, but I was I'm just home all day every day. The vision. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta edit those actually. First episode's up. Um, episode two, I need to need to put together yet. Um, we probably have what four parts? Maybe we can go up something like that. Yeah, four five. Not really pretty much. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll work on that. Uh. Yeah, I'll put together the best of NHL moments. I'll put that together. Um, like I said, I want to update our merch shop a little bit. Um, i got a lot of different projects I'm working on. Um, like I said, I do want to work on getting guests for the podcast. I think that'd be cool to have more people on. Um, it'd definitely be helpful. Yeah, yeah, rather than just the two of us all the time. I think it'd be cool to have outside opinions. I think I mentioned this a lot last week as well. Um You'd think now would be the perfect time to do it, considering everyone's pretty much on lockdown, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I don't really have a whole lot else to add. I don't want to drag it out just to drag it out. Um, anything else you, you feel like adding? No, I'm good. All right. Um, I want to thank, again, Feedback Shack. Go ahead and download the app now on iOS. Um, go ahead and upload your project. Get some feedback on it. Give other people feedback. It's group effort. Um, it's a cool app. Really enjoy it. Uh, go check out Dead Jester Productions on the Feedback Shack as well. Leave us some feedback on the shack. Um, and, uh, yeah, go check us out on deadjesterproductions.live. It has links to everywhere. Um, we're on Instagram, Dead Jester Productions, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. 
just everywhere. Go to Teespring, get our merch. Um, and thank you to Feedback Shack. See you next episode.